Welcome to Terminal Talk, a podcast on mainframe and mainframe-related topics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jeff. And we have this awesome new studio. Where oh, I, I almost forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, is the, this, is the, this is the first recording from the IBM Mid-Hudson Valley Broadcast Studio. Yeah, it's just awesome, and we sound so much better now. We really do. I mean, uh, if you if you're... If you're not local or you're not following us on the Twitter, I mean, it's we've, we've posted pictures and you've no doubt walked past it. But yeah, we've got this nice little padded room here with a window. I got some windows uh, or some lights in the window. Yeah, it looks professional. It, it, it looks professional except for us sitting in here. Well, yeah, that's where it always breaks down. But I think that's where what makes it funny. <laughs> we also have a very special guest. We certainly do. We have Kelly Ryan, who is the vice president of client care. For the mainframe, that's a really cool title. What does it mean? Well, well, before we get to the client care, I just have to say the studio is awesome, and and I think for the two of you, it makes complete sense that it's a padded room. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> that is true. Not not the first person to say that. <laughs> but, but people are walking by this window, seeing live on the air, taking our pictures. We're looking out at the beautiful Hudson Valley. Uh, it, it's it's really it, it's awesome and. Thank you for having me over to share the message about how amazing this platform and uh, is. Okay. Just to, just to paint a picture on this, you know, there there is a room. The room is nice. It is perhaps the most heavily trafficked area <laughs> on the entire site because of the food. Because of food, and that they just made you know free snacks in the cafeteria. So we see people walk past your. <laughs> Like at least every ten seconds, there's another one, right? So everyone gets to see us recording this, and uh, it's it's a unique experience. I'll leave well, it at that. We make sure the guest isn't facing the glass right. though, because they'd be wait, wait, you know waving at them all the time. <laughs> we never get anywhere. So yeah, if, if in the middle of the broadcast now you just hear us go, hey, hey that's, that's what's going on. <laughs> Some, somebody is waving. It's very cool. Yeah, very it's like cool. it's like an aquarium, but there's people. <laughs> And pads. Yes, and pads. <laughs> oh, I was, I was looking the other way. Uh-huh. But, yeah. I think we have to christen it. We'll have to figure out how to do that in the Ooh. appropriate way. I like that. Should I, I, should I put the mics on mute while we plan? <laughs> I, I have some bourbon. I'm sure we can. I mean, not with me, though. It's not on site. Ooh, geez. Got to be careful with you. Want to get back to client care? Yeah. We yes. Should. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, technically, actually, my, um, my job is IBM Z support, which is includes client care. And client care is – an awesome role in IBM in that it's our job to help really look after the clients, not just when there's issues, but proactively as well. And on this platform, because of what this platform does, it's an especially important position, right? Um, so, so client care isn't just when there's a problem. No, it, it, it is that, right? It is managing what we affectionately call critsits, critical situations, right? And, uh, you know, the good news is because this platform is so amazing from an availability perspective, providing you configure it and you take advantage of all the HA practices and you're running automation like GDPS and all these super powerful, you know, functions that are, that are built in. Um, the good news is we don't have a lot of critical situations where the system is down. This is, this is not, you know, hey, do I come in and reboot my system, right? 
You mean we can't just tell our, our customers to reboot and try again and, you know. You wait five seconds. We'll Shut see. it off. Wait five seconds. You, yeah. you could try it. They wouldn't like it though. <laughs> you, can only, you can only do that once? <laughs> you know, the good news is if you ever really got to that point, um, it would come back up. It might take you a little bit. But but no, you don't do that and, 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 the, and the platform doesn't need it. But however, things do happen and clients do run into two problems, right? And when clients run into problems and they're escalating because remember – what what is the mainframe and what is the IBM Z platform about? We run workloads that run all the major banking, run retail, run transportation. So if there is an issue in and it and it, it does happen to affect something critical, it's a big deal. So, you know, we have a team of people that are super special people that go out and work across IBM. So if there's a problem we basically have the support of the entire company behind us, which, by the way, is a huge rush <laughs> in many ways. Um, you know, you drop everything and, and, you, and you go to town and you start working directly with the client. And, you know, our clients are incredibly special people and I've learned a huge amount from that regard. Can, can you describe a little bit about, you know, the, how that works? Because, I mean, you, you don't show up with a, with a Snuggie and a bowl of soup, right? I mean, you – you do something when when a client is having a problem. This isn't just oh, I needed to reboot or something. It's, it's something more. What what is it that you guys do? Do you kind of own the problem until it goes away, or how, how do you interact with the client as a as a team? Yeah, we so our team, um, whether it's client care team, support team, whoever it is, whether it's mainframe storage, you know, because when we think about the platform, we think about it end to end, the middleware, the database, all the way through, right? We get whoever's needed, and we do own it. We own it. We own it all the way through. And you know, I think when you think about the culture of this platform, the culture of the people that build it. The culture of the people that work on it, right? If, if you're out working for one of our major banks, out, see, I said it, ours, not our <laughs> banks, right? right? But, but, but that's because we feel this ownership. We feel this partnership. We don't have customers. We have partners. And so what does that process look like? Um, you do feel that ownership end to end and you feel like you are working on their behalf. And, and you know, first and foremost, you go in and assure them it's going to be all right. Now, you might say, how do you know that? <laughs> you know? All right. In the middle of the night, you know, it, it, it's, you know, because who knows what part of the world we're in. We're a worldwide team. We have people around the world. In the middle of the night when you're on the phone, it's really challenging to say when somebody wants that system ready for market open, for example, to say, you know, it's going to be okay. But what we do is we go to work while the while the support teams are digging through you know, all the doc and the information that our clients are sending in, right? They're looking at the systems um, and we bring in, you know, we have teams of smart people trying to understand what exactly is going on. Um, in parallel, we're usually looking at how do you recover? How do you, how do you get around this? How do you ensure that somebody can be ready for market open or whatever it is to start their day um, so that they're ready and they can operate, and and then you just keep right on going because you you know they're running, they're running their business on it. We don't disengage; we're there. We we keep going to figure out what happened, why did it happen, and then we get into this part where we spend most of our time, frankly, trying to figure out, well, how do you prevent something like that from happening again? I mean, that's a world you guys work in, right? 
Right. And I'm thinking about like in the generally in the cloud world, if a, if an error happens like 5,000 times, you start to look at it and say, what makes this type <laughs> of error you know, happen? Um, but on Z, like a, a specific type of failure might happen only once and you have like one, one opportunity to capture that type of data. And you'll talk about like, you know, bank A's situation that happened 20 years and everyone knows about. Like <laughs> how do you gather data about like one specific data point in history and make that like a, a thing that you can reliably say that won't happen again? Well, you stamp out the problems, right? I mean, you, you, you know, when we see something, we have um, an unbelievable quality process, right? We see something, our goal is that will never happen again. And you don't look, you don't always get there, right? But you never want a repeating problem, whether it's in hardware or the middleware or wherever that is. So when we see something like that, you know, with our development teams, we immediately engage with our test teams, with with our uh, support teams, with our um, client teams, and and we say, okay, we get a full understanding of what that is, and then we cohesively go back and look at the end to end process in terms of how do we develop, right? Because there's lots of things you can do. You know, I, I in fact I was having this conversation this morning with somebody. If somebody walks in and says, hey, I, you know, we fixed a problem, and I said, well, how do you know that won't happen again? And they say, well, we added a test test case. You know, my my affectionate response this morning was. Well, that's dull. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. I mean, Frank, come on. You add a test case. Do you really feel like you've stamped something out by doing such a thing? I'll dust my hands <laughs> off, dustly. <laughs> that, that problem was solved. <laughs> right. No. I mean, seriously. It's like, no. What's the, what else is in that class of problems? What did we right. do to change to change our process? If you say you change the testing between, you know, DB two kicks ZOS. And, and we're going to, you know, do something far more cohesively, bring automation to that, bring artificial intelligence to that in terms of the way we're going at testing. That's what we expect. And that's part of why this platform is so cool to work on. You really have to appreciate how deep we go and how integrated we are. You see that, right, Frank? Yeah, you know, and there was something else that you talked about that I think is really important here, too. There's really two aspects of the problem that you go to solve, right? You, I definitely want to help you get back up quickly. That's an important thing. But we don't do it in such a way that keeps us from understanding, capturing enough data to understand what happened. How do, how do you kind of juggle that? Well, so it's not just us juggling that, right? Our, our, our clients, our partners need to understand what to do when that happens. This is a joint thing, right? Because remember – Every implementation is system. This system is an amazing system. But every implementation in terms of what a client builds on it is unique, right? That's software. That's the way applications are. So while, you know, um, firm A has their stack and their applications, you know, somebody in the same industry has a completely different stack and completely different applications. They may all be doing mobile banking, but they're doing mobile very different ways, right? So – you know, it, it, it is a unique thing. So when if something happens, and hopefully it's not impacting, right? Because things happen, things happen a lot. That that the goal of the way we design from a resiliency perspective is that it's not impacting. We need the client to make sure the system's really smart. From a hardware perspective, the system will call home, and and bang, we'll know. Hopefully before they do. You, you know, <laughs> usually it's before they do. On the software side, it's a little different. The client has a process where they need to help capture that the right information 
so that we can help, you know, debug and go understand. So it's this partnership and this joint thing. And, you know, that's why we run internships with clients and, you know, we do a lot of education, whether it's the tech use that we're out there. We're out all over the place trying to help people to understand what that is. And, and I, I mean, I, this may be a little crazy, but I invite anybody to call me up or anybody on our team that is confused about that process because it's so essential to getting to the root cause. Yeah, it really, really is. And, and, and I think as we start to move into more of a cloud space and as we start looking at using the system in a way that that dovetails with, with providing a multi-cloud environment, that's going to be increasingly important, right? So, so how do we, you know, you were talking about interns in our, in our uh, clients' companies. How do we go about getting somebody started on such a complex platform without them just getting five days in and going, you know what, I'm just going to do this other thing over here that's a whole <laughs> lot simpler? Well, if, if, the, if, if somebody wants to bail after five days, go for it. You know, um, you, it's going to be an interesting life. You know, um, my husband jokes, you know, there's going to be two people in the world, those who know how to do things and fix things and everybody else that just consumes it. Right. This platform, you know, by 2020, we're going to have like 50,000 job openings on the platform or something. So somebody who wants to put the work in and understand it doesn't matter where you start. Okay. You know, I talk to clients all over the world and ask them how they bring on new team members. Everybody's doing it, right? We're doing it right here in IBM. I mean, you know, Maria Booney, you know, besides building really cool studios like this for people, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right, you know, hired 500 people, you know, know, four or five years ago, right? Um, You know, every client is doing this, right? Leadership from a client perspective is not just providing the best financial something in the world, the best – it's about um, enabling your total systems. And I'm not talking about the hardware and the software. A system to us is the way you operate. IT is, is not a system that just runs things. IT is a system about intelligence and everything. So somebody – you asked the question, Jeff, about how does somebody get into it you know, um, and not bail after five days. You start someplace in the stack. You start someplace in whether it's an operations, whether – it's actually in the DevOps side. It, it doesn't matter where you start. You get to understand it and you start asking questions much more broadly about, well, how does this fit together, right? And and you do your piece and you learn it and you understand you're part of a far bigger picture. And then you go on to, okay, now that I know something about the operating system or the middleware, well, how does it interact with other pieces, and, and you start to learn what that big picture looks like. Yeah, you really I mean, need that curiosity to, to drive, drive, drive you through that. I guess it's true with every anything really. But especially here, the most successful people are the most curious I found. Well, we're, I think we're really driving to create an environment that is – Frank's waving high. <laughs> create an environment that, that starts to be managed. At least some of the resources start to be managed more like – other cloud environments, right? So one of the things that I've been kind of pushing uh, a lot of our clients to do is to start thinking about how do I start leveraging automation in a way that makes it consistent with other things that they're managing in their environments. And that's going to be really important going forward because I need people to not be so afraid of the platform. Right. 
Well, and, and so we're doing a huge amount of work, right? If you look at the tool, the tooling that enables development on this platform, right, you know, we are going to we, – we run industry standard tooling, right? The, the, development, the development on the platform should not be different, right? You're just running it on a far more secure, higher available server, right? And that's why I think if I was new – and starting out here, right, you don't, you don't have to think about, I'm learning something, I wonder if it's going to be obsolete. So first of all, it's not going to be obsolete. Guess what? These programs that people that we're running here have been running, you know, for 50 years. <laughs> and we continue to transform and build new things onto this platform, right? It, so you should never be worried about, well, this thing is going away. Um, but the skills that you learn and how to our clients, you know, Robo Bank, for example, somebody that I work a lot with, as do a lot of my peers. If you look at the way they're doing the de- development of of their entire new system, they're doing it in a way that it's it's across the entire company from a DevOps perspective, and they're using all the same tooling, right? And it's fully integrated. So that person starting that way is going to get such a, a wider, broader, probably more engaging perspective than somebody who's just kind of stuck. In a hole somewhere. Well, I mean, they're coming in. I mean, like our interns that, that come in and work through here and, and our new hires, right, we, we, we put them to work right away. They can go home and say they're working on a system that runs the most important stuff in the world. You know, one of the things that's interesting, I started here in Z because I, I really love the Hudson Valley and actually I needed – money to pay off my <laughs> car right. loan and, you know, and to, and to pay for my student loans. And what happens is, you know, you, you, you kind of get into it a little bit. And at first, if you just look at it for what the work is, I personally did not have an appreciation for what the system was. In fact, I wanted to bail in like two years. I, you know, not five days, Jeff, yeah. but in two years, I was <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> there's got to be more to this, right? Um, but what you find and and your your career choices change as you you know get older. Not that not that anybody in this room is old, by the way. You're not certainly Jeff. not certainly not. Well, well, at least one of us is. <laughs> there we go. You know, but as we, but as we mature, right? Um, I I think you, you develop completely different appreciations for the power of something, and to come to work and work on something that you know that your clients and partners say can never go down permeate how we build, how we architect, how we design, how we test, and how we support our clients. That's the way it works here. Well, since you brought up the whole career thing, let, let's just uh, talk about that for a sec. Because you started, you were extremely technical, right? You, you did a very technical job. Frank, why did you say you were? Well, but because, <laughs> because now she's a, a, a VP. They don't do anything technical, right? Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so could you talk about you know, um, how you made that transition. And and is it true that you're no longer technical? <laughs> um, okay. So there's a lot to that question. <laughs> um, you know, how do things happen? Uh, you know, they happen because in my case, not everybody's case, but in my case, I just tried to find something I was passionate about every day, right? And, and it absolutely started um, technically. And then I didn't know it at the time, but when I look back at you know, my career journey, the thing that gave me the, the, the most satisfaction is working with a client, right? So, you know, um, I went into, you know, after design, I, uh, um, I, I said, okay, 
I, I wanted a job that fed my soul. And I actually went out and worked in um, IBM's public sector in K-12 higher education. Huh. And, and it really did feed my soul because I really wanted to understand, you know, how does technology help people, right? But then guess what? After doing that and, you know, um, I actually wanted to stay home a little bit more versus being traveling every <laughs> single week, which is, which is uh, interesting. Um, I decided to come back and work in a, in the Hudson Valley that, you know, that was actually the way to have a decent marriage, right? <laughs> <laughs> stay home a little bit. Does I completely that work? understand that. I completely understand. <laughs> right. you know, there's a time in your life for everything, right? But what I learned was there was no bigger rush than walking into a client and you were those eight bars, you were IBM. And, you know, to this day, I feel like that in every single thing I do. And um, so, you know, I, I worked in the offering management side. I built systems, worked with amazing people, um, designers and people that are like way smarter, you know, and knew everything about virtualization, knew everything about, you know, um, how, how does a stack go together? You know, how do, how do we get the most out of I, our I.O. cards, right? How do we get the most out of performance and security? And and then this opportunity work came up um, to work in client care. And I, I moved up there and started working on some of these problems. And I said, oh, my gosh, everything we build doesn't work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> See, you didn't start out in test. I, I, I have that expectation just as a, <laughs> He's a foundation. Like, it's a, incredible that works. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, it's guys like you that make us believe that it's always going to work. And I think for everybody out there listening, you know, it's that mentality that you have, Jeff, that Frank, by the way, helped instill in you. Yep. Um, Fra- that, Frank taught me that not usually things don't work. <laughs> I'm used to things not working well around Frank. But, but so, so I took that passion, you know, from those crit hits and stuff. And, you know, it's always been about the client experience, right? And what we're working on now um, is so so the job that evolved that evolved into is this you know um, leadership role and support and I have to tell you I come to work every day playing the music loud you know <laughs> zipping down hoping I don't get a ticket right it, and this this is got true thinking what are we going to do today right yeah we don't know what's coming in and. I got to tell you, you know, the team around the world that 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 I have the opportunity to help lead and you know um, be the spokesperson and and be their leader and advocate is nobody. No, I don't think there's another team on the planet that deserves better leadership. And uh, that you know, so how'd I get here? That's how I got here. Just believing in what I'm doing because if I didn't, if I didn't believe in it, guess what? I was going somewhere else. Well, you know, you, and you mentioned something that I, I personally love about working with clients is that you never know where things are going to go, right? Everything is is detective work. Um, from from the time you walk in um, to the time they're happy, you know, it just it's not some straight path. You do not come in in the morning and go, I know exactly how this day is going to go. I remember on a, on a you know kind of a smaller scale than what both of you have done, but I was presenting to a client and and they said, oh, we, Jeff, we need you to come out and talk about this very specific product to this client. They want to hear about it. Okay, fantastic. I'll get my slides. I'll practice my pitch <laughs> in the hotel room the night before. I'm doing the thing. I'm up there. I'm presenting. 
And out out of nowhere comes this question from you know one of the CIOs of the bank, and 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 it's I'm I'm standing there just thinking like I'm dead, I'm dead. <laughs> I, I don't know how to answer that. I don't even know how to fake an answer to this. And I think I've I've used up all of my um, I'm going to have to phone get, a friend. yeah phone a friend for that. <laughs> and and just as I'm about to just like you know start moving my mouth and hoping some words come out that make sense. <laughs> Uh, an IBM fellow in the room just uh, starts answering for me and and not only answering the question but leading the conversation into a way that was some very productive conversation for that. And I was just like, this probably doesn't happen anywhere else. And there's very few people that would understand how exciting that was. You know? <laughs> well, and, and you were better next time, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, honestly, because that's how you get that's how you get better, and you get into it, right? So, if I was new on starting out on this platform, right, you put you you have to take risk and put yourselves in those situations because guess what, you own it next time, right? And and you knew next time that question came up, <laughs> I bet yeah, you had an answer, right? You know, that person in the back of the room that helped you, but you know, you said something in there that that I that we see all the time, right? I um, thought I was going to die. No, <laughs> that too. <laughs> that does happen. <laughs> um, Especially but, when you're speeding down the highway. Yeah. <laughs> Loud music. <laughs> or you're working and, you know, it's like sometimes you just have to live through it. You, you know, yes. you, it, there's there's different points in your in where, where you're working. It's, there's, there's this emotional cycle that you go through that is just frankly really awesome. And people that work in support, they totally get it, right? Um no, but not the part you're going to get die. The part that you own, the, you, the part you own it, right. right? The part you learn, and that's part of how you stay, quote unquote, technical wherever you start. But if I'm new on, the, if I'm new working in this, you own it. You put yourself out there. You go in. Don't hold back. Put ideas out there. One one thing I find about, I believe in most cases in working with clients that it extends to the client environment. If you work on this platform, right? It, it's definitely cultural in IBM that – look, part of why I'm here at IBM after all these years is IBM is an amazing company in terms of working together, right? right. We support each other and you have to do that. I find that that relationship, once you get out and start working with a lot of clients, it's even tighter with the clients. The way we support our clients, you can't tell whose badge is whom. Right. You can't tell – which side of the table you're on. You know, usually the table's round, so it doesn't matter. Right. But, you know, honestly, that partnership permeates every single thing we do. And and I part of why I'm just still here in IBM is because that kind of culture, if you can help foster that and extend that out to your clients, you know, you come to work every day, you, you, you're believing in it. You're believing what we're doing. I mean, people talk about good tech uh, you know, and and the, I don't know that gets a bad rap sometimes, right? You know, I said I left because I wanted to find a job that fed my soul. What I found out later, and I didn't know it at the time, is that the this platform feeds my soul, and the reason it feeds your soul is because look at what the heck we're running on it. <laughs> right. I mean, there is not a day that goes by where I wonder, you know, huh? What did we do today? Did you did did you actually help somebody? There's not a day. And, and, you, and you look at the teams that, you know, we have working on this. If they go home at night and they're confused about what they did, well, then they're just not paying attention. And I would extend I – would, I, I, would, I, I would suggest that that works for every person working on the platform around the world. Yeah. Bob Rogers used to always say 
that Western civilization runs on mainframes. To a large degree, it does. And and so, you know, um, I want to spend a minute, though, talking about that passion that, that I have for the platform. It, it's being extended now, right? The client experience that we work that, – that I used to work on from an offering perspective, you know, now we do with design thinking – um, with a lot of our larger, largest clients, which we've been doing forever on this platform in terms of joint design, um, we're extending the client experience. IBM is transforming how we're doing client experience with our clients from a support perspective, right? So, we, you know, let's let's be honest. We we are technically, um, I think, an amazing company in terms of, as, especially when you start looking on this platform in terms of finding problems like we talked about before. Um but now we want to do it in a way where if you think about the cognitive capabilities that exist in the world, we're going to bring those cognitive capabilities into how we do support. So we're going to drive a whole new support platform, cognitive support platform. Um, it, we've actually rolled it out in the company on a lot of our um, distributed software products. and have gotten really great feedback, modern UI, right, based on Salesforce. Um, you know, awesome platform, right, enables our, you know, support teams to do things better, Okay, so let's step back. Think about the possibilities of what a client could do using, you know, AI with the immense amount of data that runs on this system, right? And I'm not talking about client data, no, no. I'm talking about the way the system is instrumented. We're going to bring that same thing into our support processes. And 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 you asked, how do we have a problem that doesn't repeat in 20 years, right? We will be able to do searches all the way back. We will be able to actually proactively start putting together environments. That is what our teams are working on. Yes, we're going to fix your problems, don't worry. (laughs) And we're going to try and do that faster and better. But we are actually bringing all that technology in and we're going to transform the way we work from a client experience out. And and that, to me, is the evolution. it's, It's taking that client experience that we work on so much and actually extending it here. Right, and giving everybody um, the benefit, the value of that experience in a way that you've never been able to do before, right? Right, and but 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 how you have to do it on this platform is a little bit different. You know, um, sometimes we joke that we're actually not first. Our leadership is in the thinking. We may not always be the first to drive out something new, and but you think about well, why is that? Because you can't screw it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, right. Right? You can't screw it up. You have to think about the way you drive something out when something can't go down. That's a, that is a different animal than, oh, you know what? You've got one of eight servers and if you lose one, you got seven right. more and you're good to go. Yeah. Right. There, there's such a huge gap between uh, I got something to work once or somebody <laughs> says I got it to work once and then you know, I'm running across the room to, with my hands over here and saying it doesn't break. And right. there, there's such a, 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 a wide, you know, area in there and uh, some people think, you know, confuse the two. Right. I have a, <laughs> a number of clients that have said to me that we, we won't use a product until we see it running on the mainframe, right? Because once it's there, we know you guys are committed to having it be available and working and, right. and secure. So it's kind of interesting that the platform itself is the proving ground for a set of products. Yeah, and then what I hear is we're not going to run it until it's supported on your platform. <laughs> right, right. That, that, that too. But, but Jeff, so one of the things that we see is when we see problems, we spend a lot of time going, well, how did, how did somebody get into it and trying to figure out how to 
drive back to prevent somebody from doing something that shouldn't have happened, you're out helping new people come onto the platform now, right? Right. And and how do you actually, you know, bring how do, how are you working to bring them on so that they understand, you know, the right thing to do? Right. And I, I think there's in the past we've kind of said, oh, if you want to start on the mainframe, here's a terminal, and you're going to follow the exact same path that I did. And what we're kind of finding in some research is that there's obviously people are drawn to different areas. Some people say, I, I'm really interested in, in maintaining security for a system like that. Uh, there's others who want to do straight ahead ap- application development, others who are interested in storage. And there's going to be people that are drawn to different facets of the same thing that needs to be constantly available. Um, but it's kind of like a submarine. You know, that no part of that can fail either, but there's very specialized roles in there. So that's kind of what we're working towards is finding like what's what's going to spark somebody to to start in one of those directions and and not have not try to learn it all right away, but getting them down that first road. Because I mean, I, I talked to a lot of people. I said, yeah, we're having Kelly Ryan on the podcast, and like, oh, I worked with her in <laughs> such and such, and it's like, what hasn't she done? Well, right. so so you want to know? Here, here, here's the thing people say to me, and they're like, and 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 it's not just me, right? It's the whole team. Right? <laughs> And we get this a lot. Wow, it was amazing to work with you guys, but I never want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Right. It's true. But because you know what? I got to tell you something. If you have to do it again, we're there for you. And I'm telling you, we're going to be better. We're going. We're just going to keep figuring it out. Yeah. But you're right. You know, right. <laughs> one, one of the things I worry about, though, is that that thought of you're going to learn it the way I did. Right. I mean, we've talked a lot about the fact that the culture here is is awesome, and it is. But it it really needs to shift a little bit as we start working in a world that really doesn't work that way. Right. So I I need to be more inclusive and more connected to how other people uh, work. Not not saying that we have to change everything, but but we can't have the kind of apprenticeship world that the mainframe grew up with, you know, before, that we need to come up with new ways of bringing people on and not giving them a huge learning curve to get there, right? That that learning curve needs to be flattened just to get people started. It does. Uh, And I think we're working towards that with, you know, all the new tooling and everything around around the platform to make that, you know, um, universal. Right. It definitely does. I mean, and, and one of the thing I, things I think we've been working on, or at least my my team has been working on, is focusing on how do I fix that? How do I how do I make it so that you don't have to have five years experience before you become, you know, uh, a Neil or a Steve or some of the other sysprogs we've had on the show, right? I I need you to start um, early and be effective early without, you know having to have three or four years apprenticeship. Well, and we need to enable that, right? And I think if you look at projects like Zoe, right, you know, the, the combination of the CA, Broadcom, Rocket, and IBM, right, that's open source, actually putting a platform out there trying to make it far more easier to um, manage and, and and drive, right? That coupled with all the AI work we're doing um, and the APIs with, you know, ZOS Connect and all the different pieces it's all about making the platform far more accessible through common industry standard 
approach is so that it's not as scary. You don't have to, you know, learn all that Rex and all that assembler, you know. But let me tell you something. Anybody that wants to learn that, they're golden. (laughs) Because that code – think about the value prop of this platform, right? This is – and sometimes people interpret this the wrong way. You know, we're running programs that that were written in 1964 or whatever. I don't even know. It's older than me, right? Um, But – that sounds like, oh, my God, it's so old. You know, why would I ever want to do that? <laughs> no, actually, we're running new stuff on top of all of that, and it's still running on the same platform. That's that's an unbelievable engineering feat, right? right? And just in terms of, of perspective, like when I was, you know, working with Frank on the ZOS Connect stuff, um, when I, in the past when I tried to explain, you know, what's, what's interesting about the platform besides just the fact that it, it doesn't go down to my non-mainframe friends, I'd say, oh, we have this thing, and they're like, why is that interesting? Oh, okay. Because of this behind it and this, and I would spend like f- 10 minutes explaining it and, you know, they lost their interest because <laughs> my friends all have short attention spans. Um, with, it wasn't with, you, was it? Right. No. It could, couldn't possibly have been. Um, with the ZOS Connect stuff, it's it's like, okay, here's what this is. Here's what the functions are. And they would just be like, okay, got it. And, uh, and it runs on a platform. Oh, okay, got it. And the same thing with Zoe. Once you show somebody like the the, the development tools and the and the user interface, it's like, okay, I got it. I can run with this. I understand it. It's a system that provides this. And you mean I don't have to expend? I don't have to explain the history of the mainframe and <laughs> and thirty five ninety six or whatever model number this is in order to. <laughs> you don't need to know binary pack decimal. No, no, I got it. I, I see it. it. It looks like everything else, and I can be productive right now. You know, leave me alone. Let me do work on it. <laughs> so I, it, I'm I'm looking forward to you know these new this new wave of tooling hitting fresh eyes and, and seeing how they react to it. And our clients need to adopt that and they need to bring that Absolutely. in, right? And Absolutely. they can do that in test environments and stuff. Nobody's saying bring this in and run it on production, right? I mean, right. I get it. You know, <laughs> you got to have a very disciplined process in terms of the way you apply your maintenance and you run in production, right? But one of the things that strikes me and, and I see it, um, we, the whole new collar workforce, P-TECH, right? We have P-TECH students coming through here Every summer, right, as they're building through. And we've just started hiring them and they're working in all different areas. Our clients can tap into that. Our clients – our clients need to um, be aggressive in the way – while we all build out new tooling and processes, our clients need to be aggressive in the way they approach improving their own skills, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I mean I I meet – clients all the time and every once in a while somebody say, you, you IBM, you are not doing enough, right? You know, and, and yeah, okay, master domain frame, academic initiative in universities around the world, right? Putting apprenticeships out that are getting certified, right? Maristol has pages upon pages of her team's work, right? Trust me, we're being aggressive, right? Yeah. However, guess what? We can't do it alone, right? If depending upon the kind of mood I'm in, the kind of day I had, <laughs> you know, my, my my first inclination is, you, you know, you're a leader. Blaming it at IBM does not give you, you know, it, it's not permission to abdicate leadership. Leadership is about maintaining the health of your teams, and and, and that includes people that just started to people that actually have been there a long time. You know, one of the things I find really really fascinating around here. Um, across this platform around the world is that there are people that have done, you know, a lot of work. And if you go out to share, for example, you look around, I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on here, right? Those people want nothing more than to be able to pass along 
what they learned. Okay. Way by the window. Yeah, by the window. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've been really good here. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. They want nothing more than to pass along what they've learned. You know, and that's not that's not a personal statement about them. It's not them thinking, well, I'm just I know this much. You know what it is? It's a commitment to their lifelong work and knowing how essential it is in the world. I, I, I'm telling you, you know, I didn't go into medicine. I wasn't that smart. But um, this is – this has a, a, a lot of, you know, that kind of dynamic. It's cool. So anyway, this has been awesome. Yeah, we're, we're – we're, uh... We're past our usual end time here. and I don't think anyone's complaining. I, I'm picturing a couple, couple of people sitting in the parking lot going, you know what? I, I can be a few minutes late to this meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking that – So if you are late to a meeting, just blame Kelly Ryan. We apologize. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I really want to thank you, Kelly, for coming and being part of this. This, is, this has been one of my more um, favorite uh, recordings. Well, it's awesome to kick off this new studio, and uh, you're, you're a ton of fun. And uh, thank you. And anybody that has any questions about the mainframe or is questioning whether it's uh, they should get into it, call me. Awesome. <laughs> and that phone number is 845-430. <laughs> it's on Blue Pages. It's on anything out there. It's, it's not hidden. Yeah, go to, the, go to the website, right? You can find that kind of information. Yeah. In the meantime, old man Charlie – run us out. You've been listening to Terminal Talk with Frank and Jeff. For questions or comments, or if you have a topic you'd like to see covered on a future episode, direct all correspondence to contact at TerminalTalk.net. That's contact at TerminalTalk.net. Until the next time, I'm Charlie Lawrence, signing off.